This week on the Rail Sweater Podcast, we are talking about something that you can do if you are currently self-isolating from the COVID-19 pandemic right now, which probably a lot of you are. It is our third installment of the Rail Splitter Book Club. Now, now, now. Not five, not four, not two, just three. The Rail Splitter, axe in hand, booking out at a frontier of hope and possibility. In excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Welcome to the Rail Splitter Podcast, the Abraham Lincoln Podcast. I am your co-host, Rail Splitter Mary, and joining me tonight are Rail Splitter Nick. What's up, Rail Split Nash? Those of you who are twiddling your thumbs trying to figure out what to do, we're going to drop about an hour content on you. <laughs> you made that rhyme. That was awesome. Was that deliberate? Yeah. No. Wow. Ill noise coming through there. Ill noise, Ill baby. No- Ill noise. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You go to Icky Tangy on Insta, you'll see just what I'm capable of. <laughs> and also joining us tonight is Real Sweater Jeremy. Hello, everyone. Hopefully you are doing okay, staying, staying safe and healthy. And we uh, wish for the best for you and your communities as we try to do the best for ourselves and our communities. Yes, it's been... Um, Man, that was so professional. Now I just sound like a douche earlier. Hey, hey, go go with what you're good at, man. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um, So it's been quite a week since we last recorded. It honestly feels like it's been about 20 years. Time slows down in a pandemic. Did we record last week? We did. did. It does seem like a long time. Yeah, like a week ago... So my life a week ago was I still had plans to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee. I still had plans to uh, go to Ohio in a couple weeks. The Canadian-U.S. border was not closed. And, um, yeah, this was – it's really – life has changed a lot. Life's not normal right now, and I know it's like that for everybody. So – I'm just trying to make the most of it as I can. Yeah, I got I got a lot more free time all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll be able to bring you rail splitter content a lot more uh, frequently. I yep. think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, you know, we definitely will be uh, at least maybe putting some in the bank or some in the tank, and uh, or just posting a bunch of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think I. It probably goes without saying, but yeah, I've had to cancel my trip to Chattanooga, Tennessee and Ohio, but you know, I understand why. And it wasn't just because they shut down. They're, they're basically close closing the border to everything, but commercial and essential traffic right now. But you know, it's just not, it is not a good time to travel. It's the responsible thing to do is what you're doing. Well, yeah, exactly. And we've been told by, you know, the, the premier of Ontario, which is basically the equivalent of a governor, and then uh, Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, like, stay home as much as you can, don't travel, you know. So I'm trying to find the silver lining and having to spend a lot more time at home, not being able to go out and eat at restaurants. You know, I'm an introvert, so I feel like I've been practicing for this my entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the social distancing talk makes me realize uh, – how Trump is uh, really social distancing himself from Miller Fillmore as the worst president. Um, <laughs> yes, so, <laughs> they both understand the same about the spread of disease. Um, uh, they're both yes. very much accurately using their early 19th century knowledge of pathology. Very much. Are you actually yeah. gaining a little bit of respect for Fillmore in all this, Nick? No, I thought you were going to ask am I gaining weight. I don't know why I thought you were going there. Many Maybe it's because I did eat. I did eat a lot of pasta today, so um. <laughs> I wasn't even. No, like Fillmore is trash in my eyes. He will always be trash. Um, it's just some people might be more trash. So, um, yeah, sorry for those of you who might be a Trump supporter. Uh, as you could hear, is uh, I'm pretty neutral on it. <laughs> <laughs> But by the way, props if you stuck around if you're a Trump supporter and could handle our could handle our yep. show. Yeah. 
No, yeah, it's been crazy. So I, I was supposed to be teaching this week. That didn't happen. So no, but that, next week, spring break, twenty twenty. <laughs> All from our homes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I can't wait to share some beach pictures with you guys at the house. Oh, you I should have brought that. I almost brought home the green screen, boys. Oh yeah, there, so I could use it. But oh, I should have, and then just taken all these pictures of me on the beach. That would have been great. Yeah. See, there but, you go. I've got a green screen here. Yeah, you should do I some beach do that. pictures. I should do that. It'd be fun. I think this uh, being at home all the time is going to make us all go a little bit uh, stir crazy, but hopefully uh, we can find something to do. And that's one thing we wanted to talk about on the podcast tonight. And that uh, that one thing is, uh, I think we're on round three of the Rail Splitter Book Club, are we not? We are. We did uh, David Kent's book and then the second inaugural book by Ronald White. So this would be Mm -hmm. the third one. Yep, so it's going to be the same format as what we did for the Ronald White one, where each of us has a book that we are going to, quote-unquote, pitch to all of you. Um, We have not told the others, like, I have not told Nick and Jeremy what my book is, and they haven't told me what theirs are. And then what I will do is I will set up a poll on Twitter and Facebook, and you, our awesome listeners, will vote for which book um, we will read in the next installment of the Rail Splitter Book Club. And um, I think this is very, very timely considering that a lot of us are having to be um, not necessarily indoors more because the one thing I'm thankful about in all this is at least it's not the middle of January and there's raging blizzards outside my house right now. Um, you know, we can still get out in nature as long as you're social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can still get out enjoy the sunshine, enjoy walks, the weather's getting warmer. So there is that. So, you know, eventually at some point in this book club, you could probably be outside reading it on your patio. In the sunshine. For now. For yes. now. Yeah. Yeah. We, we shall it, see. Yes. Nick is being doomsday. Uh, all me and Boyce want is just one vote between the two of our picks. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. With that it, I don't care if it's mine. I, it, I hey, just want one between the two of us. There's an outside, there's a very, very slim chance that all three of us came today with the same book, and then there's not a vote at all. There is, and then we've decided it would be really nice if that was the case. And just for the record, I did opt to stand back from this one and basically just (laughs) mediate between these two and then put it to a vote for our listeners just because I, quote-unquote, won the last round. Um but they said no. If, if it means anything, I don't even remember what book I put up last time around. So <laughs> um, one of you put one of you put up Blood and Glory, which was that book about um, kind of the the days leading up to the Civil War. Um, I think that was you, Jeremy. Uh, I think so too, Nick. I'm really sorry. I can't remember what your book was. It's all right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel it was bad. the Lincoln the Pathfinder, I think. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was Lincoln the Pathfinder. Yeah, Lincoln, I read Lincoln's it on my own. I read it on my own. Oh. So. I didn't need to read it with others. Nick had his own book club. Yeah, me Nick's, and my cat. Nick's gone rogue on us. <laughs> Just like our high school students right now, probably. There you go. <laughs> I never got that email yeah. over the two oh. weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Can get that email from you. All right. Okay, so um, which one of you is going to go first? You're the host. Host away. Yeah, you go you first. Just, you just no, not even, or, or just or just call on somebody. I think you got to go first. That Nicholas is know. going first. Yes, that's bullshit. No, I'm the host. Hey, I called it. You should have. You should have hosted, man. I was trying being the resident. Wait, idiot. We need to be careful because now next next time he hosts, he's gonna act like this is his, his kingdom. I know he's, he's gonna, gonna be. Like, he's gonna be like king. And, yeah, he's gonna be sitting up on his high horse, he's telling like, us what to I'm do. I'm in charge now. <laughs> you guys have to do what I say. We're reinventing the role of podcast host. <laughs> I really wanted to pick one of these two books since we're going to have a long time. I thought it would be a good one for Michael Burlingame. Um, <laughs> and wow. me that we'll be in lockdown for about who knows how long. Um, and then my other one was the Shelby Foote series. But, you know, <laughs> Shelby Foote, he's too. Uh, I'm nice looking at both of those right now. They're both on my bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, I was eyeing those. They're very good the bookshelf night. books. Yeah. Uh, but I did not go that route. I did not. Um, something I talked about one of the last few days I taught. Uh, was reconstruction and that is a topic we have not really touched on here um and so i've chosen a book that's been out there a while 
um, by Eric Foner, and I think Boyce, you've read it. Era Reconstruction: America's Unfinished Revolution. So um, I think it's a topic that we have not addressed yet. I think it's a very important topic. Um, I find it very fascinating. I think it has it's portrayed inaccurately um, a lot of times in popular culture as kind of like this huge failure, which I don't think it um, is. That's fairly way to portray it. Um, but yeah, I'm fascinated to read it. I know he does great stuff. I haven't read anything uh, his books yet. I've read some articles, so this is one for me um, that you know I think would be great. I'm sure there's many <laughs> other listeners out there who have not gotten around to it. Um, and what better way to do it with a book club? Um, so that is my pick as of right now. So just to play off that a little bit, um, I have not read this book, but I did read uh, The Fiery Trial by Eric Foner, which was outstanding. I believe that won the National Book Award, maybe. Mm -hmm. One of the the big awards. Um, Really, really enjoyed his writing. Uh, You know, he's, as um, some modern historians do, they kind of have a narrative feel to their writing. Um, But he's kind of emerged um, as a leading scholar on enslavement. So I'll be interested if this book is chosen to see him write on sort of a different kind of take a different track with reconstruction. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely, when I was a learner, I mean, I've always been a learner, but when I was in school, I just remember really not liking, um, reconstruction. That's not being really interested in it. And then when I went to teaching history, I really, I kind of had to teach myself a lot about reconstruction just because I had kind of neglected it in my, in my studies and uh, kind of really started to really get into it and um, really kind of appreciate it as an area of the really of the civil war that if you don't understand, you don't really have a, a complete understanding of the civil war. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I think that that could be good. I think that we should definitely at least include some content on reconstruction in the show. Um, and I'm always fascinated. I really like how, the title goes up to 1877 uh, because mm-hmm. uh, I believe and many other scholars believe that there's a clear, clear ending of Reconstruction. <laughs> and I believe that it is also a clear, clear birth of the modern Republican Party, um, which also plays into the old question of how did Lincoln's party be the Republican Party that happened in 1877. So if we choose this book, I'd really like to, to see how it gets into that. Um, interestingly, um, and I'm just looking at the title now. Uh, he puts the time frame America's unfinished revolution, 1863 to 1877. So he's puts reconstruction start at 1863. So that'd be interesting to see kind of why he chose 1863 and how he's going to talk about the origins. Um, so just out there for your, you know, of course it's important to be an informed voter. Uh, this was published in 2002, uh, 690 pages. Um, and judging by its cover looks pretty decent. I guess. I don't know. No, I I would agree. I'm just having a look at it right now. And yeah, that was my first thought when I had a look at it. Um, 1863, I would like to know what Fawner's reasons are for putting that date in, considering it's, you know, two years before the Civil War ended. And, you know, I've studied Lincoln in the Civil War for, you know, 30 some years now. I don't know I'm ashamed of this. I don't know too much about Reconstruction, and I really would love to learn more. I'd love to talk about it more on the show, because even though Abraham Lincoln was not did not live to see Reconstruction through, I think it is still part of who he was somehow, if that sounds kind of odd, but just, you know, I think the repercussions of his assassination obviously play into that. So, this would definitely be a book that I would be uh, very thrilled to read. So it's almost like you probably need to read it. It is. Yeah. So I'm supporting you in this, even though I have a book. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've just picked a topic <laughs> that you know, like you said, it's a it's a weak spot for you. So yes. to make you even more well rounded. Oh, thank you. You know, this is going to be good when we read this book. Yep. Uh, so. Just to follow up on what I was mentioning earlier, I just looked it up quick. He, uh, Eric Foner did win the uh, Pulitzer Prize for um, his book on Abraham Lincoln and enslavement called The Fiery Trial, Abraham Lincoln and American Slavery. Uh, he also won the Bancroft Prize, which I'm not familiar with, and the Lincoln Prize, which, of course, is 
definitely germane to our podcast. So um, very, very well-respected um, historian who I believe is a historian at the University of Columbia. So, um, so yeah. Um, so, I mean, good choice. this guy's pretty much cream of the crop. So I don't know why we wouldn't read it. Um, you know, it's an area weak spot for Mary. Boyce is impressed with his credentials. Been impressed with the book that he's already read. And it's my pick. All all things to why it probably is going to win. And I look forward to all, what chapters we're going to go through. One through three for next week. <laughs> um, I'd just like to point out that uh, like there's one rail splitter who views this as a competition. Yes. <laughs> I think the rest of us kind of say like, hey, here's some ideas. What do you all think? So if you want to feed into Nick's competition side, that's fine. If you'd rather just try to pick a book, that's fine too. Feel free to vote for his or any other. Yep. You know, I, I'm, not, you. I'm not going to be upset if I don't um, quote unquote win because I don't see it as winning. Um, and I mean, I'm saying that I know I my book won the last one. I'm putting that in quotation marks right now. Um, but just please note how I'm supporting Nick in this. <laughs> I... I don't understand. I think you guys are just setting it up for when you lose, you don't feel as bad. Like, oh, yeah, it's all fun. No, this is competition, and I just picked the best damn book. So make sure you vote for it. (laughs) Anyway, so that is Real Twitter next book, uh, Reconstruction, America's Unfinished Revolution, 1863 to 1877 by Eric. Is it Fawner? I think it's Fawner. Fawner. F-O-N-E-R. I think it's Fawner. Yep. And... It is available. It is available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback format, and it's audiobook. You two love audiobooks. Yes. Yeah, almost every book is on audiobook now. Just saying. Yeah, but you don't consider those real books. So, so Nick, if a rail splitter chose to listen to this book for the book club via audio, would you still consider them a member of the book club? No. Oh, ouch! And he's alienating listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> I probably had a couple votes, but with my last two comments, I've lost. You just, all. you've lost it all. You've lost it all. I'm just going to listen to an audio book now. See, you could be part go. of the book club. I don't know if I would chalk it up as a book I read. It's a book I listened to. It's still a book. That yeah, you're the, still the a book semantic. The science on it is your brain activity is the same as if it is when you're reading. Yes, it's I, semantics. I want to see that study. <laughs> semantics. Okay. All right. Yes. Um. <laughs> so, I guess I'll go next then. All right. Okay. So my book is also by a very prominent scholar. Um, of the Civil War, James M. McPherson. No, it is not Battle Cry of Freedom. <laughs> it is Tried by War, Abraham Lincoln as Commander-in-Chief. And the reason I chose this book is because we have covered quite a few Civil War battles on the show. I do study both Lincoln and the Civil War. And um, I believe you can't study Lincoln without looking at the Civil War and vice versa. So... In this book, um, McPherson looks at Lincoln's growth as commander-in-chief, so how he, he came from having very little military experience to, you know, his presidency was basically war from the onset. So he had to learn very quickly how to become the commander-in-chief in that regard, and he had to go through a lot of different generals, as we know, like McClellan. And um, so the synopsis of the book is... Um, it says, like, suspenseful and inspiring. This is the story of how Lincoln overcame feckless generals, fickle public opinion, and his own paralyzing fears to become one of the greatest leaders the world has ever seen. Um, and it is 270 pages, and that's not including the index. It's 10 chapters along with an epilogue, so I figure we probably cover it in three to four episodes. If I'm picked, not projecting right now at all. But yeah, that is the book that I've picked. I um, actually just, I read through the preface and part of the introduction just to see what it was like before I had picked it as my book uh, for this installment. And um, I really, like, I've always liked the way McPherson writes, but this one is, I've enjoyed what I've read so far. 
And the good news is, I already own this book, and I have not read it yet. So when your book's picked, it saves me a little bit of money. Well, there you go. I've helped you out too somehow. Um, I like this pick because um, it focuses specifically on Lincoln's role as commander in chief. Um, and I'm just kind of just reading a couple quick, you know, blurbs on it. Um, I don't think that that. I think it's specific to like how he used that presidential role and responsibility, not just like, you know, Lincoln military stuff. Like, I think it's specific about that. So um, we mentioned, I've mentioned on the show and we have, I think uh, I know Mary has too, about how the best social media app out there is Goodreads. It just happens to be that the first review, which is not from a professional review or anything um, mentioned how it's a good companion to Doris Kearns Goodwin's team of rivals. Because that biography focuses specifically on the political genius of Abraham Lincoln. So this could be an interesting companion to that because this focuses specifically still on his role as president, but as commander in chief. So um, I think this could be pretty, pretty interesting and, and definitely worth um, worth the read. I somehow have gone my entire Lincoln Civil War scholarship without reading James McPherson. Um, I don't think at all. Really? Yeah, which is crazy. I don't know how I've arguably it. the best single volume edition on the Civil War. Wouldn't you agree, Mary? You've read it, right? Actually, I have not read it all the way through. I've used it for research, though. You're talking Battle Cry for Freedom? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've not read it all the way through, but I've used um, a lot of it for when I do research for blog posts and tweets and all that. It's If you're looking for, for one, one book that mm-hmm. covers the whole Civil War... That isn't going to take, you know, like you got the Shelby yep. Foots and other books like that where it's a series. One volume, it's not like a thousand pages either. Um, very condensed, mm-hmm. well-written, gives you a great oversight. It's it's a must-have, especially if you're starting to get into the Civil War, in my it, opinion. Yeah, no, I've – and I've heard that from many people too, that it is the one thing that is recommended if you're just getting into the Civil War to read it. Um, and McPherson, like his writing is very – I don't know. It it kind of plays out in your head like a movie. He writes very well. He writes to keep the reader engaged. And that's the one thing that I really yeah, and enjoy I think, about him. And to that point, I think it's important just to note a couple of things about the Rail Splitter Book Club. This is not the book club where you need to take notes and be prepared for lecture or be ready to pass a quiz or anything like that. So, so we, of course, we're looking for scholarly books books that are worth reading that everybody's going to learn from but if you're expecting us to to get real get real academic with it um that's not really going to happen um so it's 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 really meant to kind of emulate that social book club um which now that's the only way you can do it is is to emulate it because book clubs can't meet so we you know this used to be like a virtual book club and now i think it's like the only kind of book club at least for, yep. for the time being so um so yeah it, like we're definitely going to pick some but but talking about how both these writers have kind of a narrative style writing um i think that's kind of what we're going for um and the discussion will definitely be be academic but we're not going to be like you know, if you haven't read every single writer on this, like, oh, I believe that so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that. It's a little more laid back than that. So hopefully um, I think our I, audience will enjoy it. I would equate it to watching a movie with a group of friends going to the Steak and Shake afterwards and chit-chatting about the movie. I agree. That's how That's a good it comparison. Yeah. Um, yep. Steak and Shake fries, too small and skinny. Not a fan. Uh, that is I one agree. thing we can all agree on. I think horrible. I agree. Horrible. Wow, yes. that was I did not expect to get universal agreement on that. Oh my god, it's the first time it's ever happened on the Real Splitter podcast. We all <laughs> agree that steak and shake fries are not good. It is the first time that you two have agreed with the correct opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although one time uh, I t- we took our family on this big road trip that included a stop at Gettysburg, a couple state capitals, some time on the beach. But on our way out there, we stopped at a steak and shake in like this, you know. The outskirts of Indianapolis in this like nothing neighborhood where it's just like industrial parks and stuff. And they gave, you know, they give the kids those little old school diner hats. And after the vacation, we asked, you know, our kids, what was your favorite part of the vacation? And my daughter's favorite part of the whole trip was getting the diner cap at Steak and Shake <laughs> that we stopped at for 20 minutes in Indianapolis on our way through town. <laughs> could have saved yourself yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> we sure could have. But, uh, 
Yeah, Gettysburg was included. She liked the hat from Steak and Shake. Now, she was also four. This was a couple years ago, so, yeah. Now she's a Lincoln scholar. I mean, she did now she a is a she's written. She is a published Lincoln she scholar. Is. This is true. This is true. She is. We should read that book, one page a day, for each book club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So that so. is that. So that is my book, Tried by War, by James M. McPherson. Yep. So that makes me um, up next, right? Yes. So I can't remember if I talked about this book on the show or just on the Facebook group. I think maybe both. But anyway, uh, the book I chose was published or released this month, actually, March 3rd, 2020. So this is definitely the newest of your three choices. Um, And it is similar. Well, the one drawback is it might be similar to the last book we read, but it's called Every Drop of Blood, Hatred and Healing at... Abraham Lincoln's second inauguration. So this book, it's by Edward Acorn. um, And it's one of the most unique approaches to a book about Lincoln, because it's really not about Lincoln and it's not really about the civil war. He kind of, from what I'm reading, he's kind of taken a snapshot of Washington DC on the day of the second inaugural because it was such an important day, the war was, for all intents and purposes, over or ending. Um, Lincoln makes arguably the greatest speech of his career, certainly the, um, among the greatest two speeches of his presidency, um, but perhaps the greatest speech of his life. Um, but he, um, I guess, kind of the thesis of this book is that if you look at the crowd who was in town that day, you, you get a microcosm of the entire kind of country during the civil war, because you've got cast of characters from all over the place. You've got, um, you know, people from all walks of life. You've got famous people, you've got big influencers, you got all kinds of stuff. So he's kind of taking the snapshot and trying to paint a picture of civil war society at this extremely important time with the backdrop of, uh, the second inaugural, which I think is just a brilliant premise. So that that's kind of what drew me in. Um, and he kind of talks about how um, some of the more famous, like he's got a very, you know, grievously wounded colonel. Um, so who's in a Washington hospital. He talks about the embarrassingly drunk new vice president, Andrew Johnson. So you're going to get a little glimpse into Johnson, who of course becomes president very, very quickly thereafter. Um, and whose drunkenness is, well-documented on that day. Um, Walt Whitman shows up, Clara Barton, Frederick Douglass. Of course, Booth is going to be involved because Booth, we know, was at the second inaugural. Um, And then just kind of also what was going on in the city because you've got tens of thousands of people coming into town for this event. So you're probably going to learn about, you know, hotels and bars and probably brothels and whatever else. Um, And all kind of trying to paint this picture of, just life in the civil war, which I think is fascinating because, you know, of course we read a lot about the political players and we read a lot about, uh, the soldiers, officers, generals, all that stuff. Um, you know, even though about, you know, learn about nurses and things like that, but this I think is, is a really unique way to, to look at just kind of a pretty wide cast of characters. So, um, it's getting us some decent press. Um, not a hugely well-known book right now, but maybe it will, become better known in Lincoln circles. Um, it only has 34 ratings right now on Goodreads, but then again, it's, it's also less than a month old. So, um, the, the book again is every drop of blood, hatred and healing at Abraham Lincoln's second inauguration It's 336 pages, um, came out on March 3rd. Um, and it is by Edward Acorn who actually, his other works are about, um, 19th century baseball. Uh, so he's got some other interesting titles too, that I want to check out. Um, one is called the summer of beer and whiskey talking about how alcohol played a huge role in the formation of modern baseball. Another interesting premise. So, um, I definitely think we've got three books from very distinct and variant areas of, uh, Lincoln slash civil war scholarship. So this could be interesting. Yeah, I I really um I'm really liking your pick too with this. Um I have heard like I had heard of this book in the last few days, but I like the premise of uh just how it's not just focusing on his second inaugural, but all that was 
um, going on at that time. I think it's it's kind of like the book I'm reading right now called Lincoln on the Verge by Ted Widmer, where it's not just I mean, it's it's about Lincoln's inaugural journey to Washington in 1861. But it's also talking about like the cities he was in the people that were living there, the history of those cities and how they fit into the Civil War and all that. So this book sounds very similar to that. Um, I have to say I like that. Yeah, and that could be kind of interesting companion pieces to look at. Um, kind of comparing that there's also um, the book by James Swanson about the funeral cortege and mm-hmm. the funeral train um, contrasting that with his journey to Washington. And of course his journey from Washington Yeah, um, could be interesting too. That, that was my, too, by the way. that was my pick that that was my second pick. I was um, torn between the one like James McPherson's book and then Swanson's book about the, um, his his fun- Lincoln's funeral train, but also about the the hunt to catch Booth as well. Like, so I was torn between those two books, but mm-hmm. I went with uh, Tried by War. Yeah, I think these are three really good choices. I don't think you can make a bad choice, um, but it'll be interesting to see how the vote uh, shakes out. To, to, to Nick, you will make a bad choice if you don't vote for him. So keep that in mind. Because he's voting. competitive. Jeremy and I my, aren't. My second choice was actually leadership and. Uh, turbulent times. This week, you so compare and contrast what's happening now. Um, well, between just, that. Justin and Trump, anti that book. <laughs> I know. I thought you're you anti that book. Yeah, I, I was at the time. That was more of my humorous pick. But anyways, there's only one pick um, as far as I'm concerned, and yeah, and I think the readers will back me on that. <laughs> Just please note uh, how I'm he's making kidding. this competitive. I will be happy and honored and privileged to read any of these three um, beautifully crafted pieces of work. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of these picks, so I'll be on board with all of them. Um, I do like how we got kind of three definitely different picks, too. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> hopefully that provides our listeners with some options. Where can they find us, Paul? How are you doing this, Mary? So what I'm going to do is once this episode drops on, um, well, since my partner is in self-isolation right now, (laughs) um, not because he does not, he's not, let me make it clear. There's no symptoms. It was just something that he had to do because he traveled outside the country um, in the last 14 days. And that's something that is being asked of all of us who travel outside the country that we need to self-isolate for 14 days after we come back. Um, he will have time to edit this episode. <laughs> so it will be out uh, to- tomorrow evening. And then I think on Saturday morning, what I'll do is I will post a poll on Twitter as well as Facebook. And I will try and do something on Instagram as well. I'll see what I can do with that. I like it. Yes. And uh, your vote definitely counts. Um, we just had an election here and. In- our area, actually most, well, Illinois was Super Tuesday 3, so one of our local elections came down to like 30 votes, so still being decided, interestingly. It's exciting. So, yeah. So, um, tweet, a, tweet a picture of you voting while you are waiting in a parking lot to pick up your dinner at a locally owned restaurant to support uh, your locally owned businesses. I've resolved, our family has resolved to at least do that once a week during this whole uh, madness. So got to support those folks. So, um, yeah, maybe your vote, you get extra karma points if you vote while, while buying local from, yes. a, yeah, from a locally owned business that's hurting. It's more important than ever to to buy local right now because restaurants nearly everywhere are having to just do takeout and all that. And uh, it's kind of lighthearted, but the local brewery in my town is still doing like growler refills, but they're not serving at all there. There's, you can't stay there for more than a certain period of time. You can basically go get your beer and leave. So, I mean, supporting local businesses is more important than ever now. I agree. Uh, our local brewery, you couldn't refill. You had to buy a new growler because of the craziness. So, So, but if you live in Springfield, make that locally owned restaurant open nice because that's 
if that leaves, I don't know what I would do. I know. So, I miss yeah, that we were thinking about I had going, there. Yeah. And we were thinking about making a trip down to Springfield just because that's not too, too risky of travel. But um, my my wife's grandmother lives in a kind of retirement community and they don't all, they're not allowing any visitors at all. So, mm. which makes a million percent sense. Yeah. I don't blame them whatsoever. So, it, you know, it didn't make sense for us to, to risk travel and then um, not be able to visit. So it's going to be uh, hanging out at home, reading the rail splitter book club book, yep. um, probably recording more episodes than we normally do in in a short amount of time. And um Hopefully we'll have a lot of good content for you. Hopefully we'll have some good guests for you because hard to get guests are probably also needing stuff to do. So maybe yep. we'll take advantage of that. Yep. Um, and just in all this uh, kind of, so we're calling it self-isolation up here, like staying at home, whatever. Um, I know I'm getting a little bit more reading done, but what are you guys reading right now that you have a little bit more? Free time. Hi. I, guess. I am reading. I'm finishing up the Vicksburg book. Mm-hmm. Um, who, what's the title of it again, Mary? Uh, Vicksburg Grant's campaign that broke the Confederacy by Donald L. Miller. Yep. yep. So I'm about. It says 50 percent of my Kindle, but that usually includes like the the index and uh, the notes at the back. So you're almost done. Uh, yeah. Um, and. I am working on a doc where we've interviewed female veterans, and one of the directors, she gave me a book. I can't remember the name of it is Feminism for Everyone, something like that. Dang it, I'll have to look it up. It's downstairs right now, but that's a finishing that up. So nice, good, quick read on that as well. Then yeah, then it's going to be the book club um, book, and then got a few others, some TV to watch. Speaking of Ken Burns. I don't know if we spoke of Ken Burns, but speaking of baseball, PBS, mm-hmm. I believe, is streaming Ken Burns baseball for free right now. I so, saw that, which was that is great. That's so, awesome. I have not watched it yet, so no, it's. I, I might have to tackle that. I used to watch it every April. I, so. I really, really like that one. Um, I, I kind of stopped because I had seen enough of it, but yeah, I used to watch that yearly to get myself hyped up for baseball season. So. So I've got plenty of time to, to watch that. So what I'm reading, actually similar to the book Nick's reading, I'm also reading a book on feminism called uh, Invisible Women, uh, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. Uh, it's really a fascinating book talking about how like the literal systems are just designed to kind of support the patriarchy with, through no like nefarious actions, but just like how like data and advertising and just society language, everything is just built to kind of, you know, create this, this privileged society we live in. So apologize for Nick and I both mantling books on feminism, but we're both yeah. reading books on feminism. So there you go. Um, but anyway, invisible women um, has, it's by uh, Caroline Criado Perez and it is so far and I'm just getting into it, but pretty, pretty scary and fascinating. Uh, so far, uh, and then I've, I've read a couple light, lighter like thrillers and stuff, just because when work gets stressful, I like to read mm-hmm. some crap like that. So, so I have read a couple thrillers that are that are pretty mindless, but I don't mind. I kind of like reading them anyway. Um, and I got a heck of a queue, and I'll add the Rail Splitter book to that queue once we figure out what it is. I am still working my way through um, Lincoln on the Verge by Ted Widmer which it is being released on April 7th. Uh, It is an excellent book, and it's about Lincoln's inaugural journey to Washington. It's probably going to turn out to be one of the best, like not the best, but one of the better books I've read about Abraham Lincoln. Um, I've learned a lot about his inaugural journey, but I've also learned a lot about the cities that he went through um, to get to Washington, and I've learned a lot about why Washington was made the capital. Um, and it's really given me a bit more of an understanding of um, just the division between the North and South. And, you know, I'm coming away from this book thinking like, wow, they were, I like, I knew they were divided, but I didn't know how divided they were. And Widmer makes that quite clear in his writing. And um, I do plan on reviewing the book on my blog as well. 
Um, and then next up for me is um, I'm going to try and read this book. Um, well, besides the whatever book is chosen for the Real Splitter Book Club, um, I can't remember the author's name for this one, but it's called The Rise and the Fall of the Dinosaurs. Really going back in time for that one, but one of my interests is uh, paleontology and dinosaurs. So I'm going to tackle that book, and I have other ones to tackle as well. I'm thinking in all of this... Uh, COVID-19 craziness, I might rewatch Ken Burns' Civil War. I like to put that on when I'm stressed out mm-hmm. and just sit back and watch it. Yes, I I am the same. So I might, I watched part of the country music one. I didn't watch all of it. It was pretty good. So I might throw a little bit of that Ken Burns on. And I'm definitely going to try to read, read a little bit more and try to do a little bit net, less Netflix because it's pretty tempting just to binge like crazy. So um, a couple other books that I just bought, um, they're not book books, but um, I bought a couple like like logic puzzle brain teaser kind mm-hmm. of things because I kind of want to get into a little bit of that, both myself and with my wife and with my kids. So um, and a Facebook friend had recommended two minute mysteries. Did you ever do those when you were kids? Yep. Yeah, like I hadn't even thought about that, and I remember how awesome they were. So I picked that book up as well. Hopeful, hopefully the kids will get into that because I used to love that stuff. So there you go, murder mystery dinner at the boys' household over this yeah. break. We we sure will get get some escape room games to do. And... <laughs> so I think we're probably ready to get to our weekly features. So we've got of the people by the people. The Lincoln Library, Lincoln Presidential Library on Twitter uh, tweeted out today, we sure miss having visitors and we bet you miss learning about Lincoln. Let's connect through photos. We invite you to share your favorite pics relating to Lincoln or the Presidential Library. Please use the hashtags, hashtag Abraham Lincoln and hashtag I miss Abe. I think I put a couple pictures up there. So definitely tweet that stuff out there, Um, you know. Those places are closed down right now, unfortunately. Um, so let's share our memories through there. Feel free to share that stuff on uh, Facebook as well. And I like the idea of taking, when you're getting that carryout from your locally owned place, take a picture. Let's fill up our Facebook feed with that stuff. Yep. That and uh, Lincoln pictures. All right, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, there was a brilliant post that it's important for everyone to know, and I normally don't like this kind of, um, you know, st- pat ourselves on the back self-congratulatory stuff but but a good follow on instagram the old inky icky tangy put out a heck of a video on how to ha- how to wash your hands um he self-titled himself our our high school's lizzo jury's still out on that one but if you want to see the beard himself doing a little dance singing a little song while washing his hands it is brilliant go ahead and go to icky tangy's uh, instagram and uh, your, your life will never be the same. Hey, just trying to entertain my students uh, while we're out of school. So, um, yep, that's how I'm spending my isolation. And I do just want to point out, and I, no judgment here, but I believe the CDC did put out something that said beards are a horrible transmitter of infectious disease. So I told you yesterday, political fact, fact check that that was not true. Really? Uh, Beard length is the, like, if I were to use one of the masks, it would not sit proper. So that's why. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was trying not to uh, burst out laughing while Jeremy was giving his of the people by the people, because mine is the exact same thing. Oh, nice. Only um, I have something to add to it. Jerry took the sound clip from that instagram yes even better (laughs) and uh rail splitters you get to hear the debut of illinois on our podcast tonight with special guest kira uh because she comes in at the end which (laughs) that's probably my favorite part of the whole thing it's pretty pretty amazing (laughs) i mean the whole thing is brilliant but like just kira at the end it took me 30 minutes to remember that for uh but that little bit from that song just for the record oh, but anyway just so that jra has a point to drop this in rail splitters here is the debut of illinois aka rail splitter nick with his hand washing song 
rate. Don't text me, tell it straight to my face. Best friend, put me down in a slime chair. Shampoo, press to get you out of my hair. Fresh photos, bomb lightning. Got a brand new man on a Minnesota Vikings. Took a DNA test, came back 100% dead. And there you have it. You've had the debut of Illinois. I do take life will never be the same. I take requests. So, uh, yeah. Please stop. (laughs) No, that's not a request. (laughs) That's not a request you're going to honor. I'm not familiar with that song. I will have to look it up. (laughs) Jerry and actually, Jerry and I actually talked about starting off the episode with that song. Uh, why? Yeah, I mean, like just be... dropping it in, ran like you know instead of our theme every song five minutes, it should probably be played. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah last night uh, he was like, "Did you see Nick's <laughs> Instagram post?" And and I hadn't at that point. And he showed me, and I'm like, "Oh, that's my this week in Lincoln." And that, and I just said to him, "Like, can you get that sound clip?" And he's like, "Yes." And five minutes later, he had it. <laughs> yeah, I make Kira do another film. We had to film something else today. So, oh, so you're saying that you're gonna drop something else? Oh, yeah, I don't think stay it's that's tuned, good. real splitters. We had uh, we do the weekly news class, the kids had enough features made, so me and her had to actually anchor it at the house today. Oh, so, nice, that'll be good. That's so there'll be an HN. I'm gonna try to keep an HN coming each week if possible. Oh, cool, but oh, if I can help, let me know, I'll be around. Yeah, we'll do, might need to make a video at home, so yeah, I can do but, that. I, I don't know how I can possibly help from that help with that from Canada. Greetings from Canada. Yeah. Hi. You could make your own hand wash song. No, nobody needs to hear me singing. Just next the week. Ontario one. Yeah. Next week, Mary will be using a Drake song for her hand washing. Yes. <laughs> Never listened to a Drake song in my entire life. So that gives you an excuse. Yep. I watched him on Degrassi before he was Drake. <laughs> What's Degrassi? Are Is you, it a kid? Oh my god! Oh my! Really? No, are you serious? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You've never heard of Degrassi or Degrassi Junior High? I thought that thing was like a cult hit in the U.S. I don't know what you're talking about. Real splitters thought, in America. If you've heard of Degrassi, please comment. What type of show was it? Um, high school children. Well, not I shouldn't say children. High school age no they're children we work with them they're children yeah they're okay they're children yeah so it started back in the early 80s and um i was sick one time and jer a has all the dvds and i binged it like the episodes are like at the in the 80s and 90s they were like maybe 25 minutes long i binged it but it was a really relatable show and then they came out with like the new the next generation which drake was in the cast but i can't remember what his name was but anyway he ended up getting there was a school shooting and he ended up getting like shot he was paralyzed he was in a wheelchair during it oh my god so that's how i know drake is this like saved by the bell then um it's not as shitty as saved by the bell in fact it's not a shitty show first of all (laughs) saved by the bell is freaking Great! I love All Saved right. by I love Saved by yeah. the Bell, but but Degrassi is a completely different show. Is it like nine hundred two one zero? Yeah, it's more along the lines of the the drama. Uh, I'm Ang- sure it's no nine hundred two one zero angsty teenage drama. It it's actually quite it's better than nine hundred two one zero. Maybe I'll binge this over the break. Oh, you need to check out Degrassi and check out like the episodes from the eighties. It's Canadian. It's completely Canadian. It's filmed in Toronto. We're we're totally going off the rails here, but um, my favorite high school like covers high school freaks and geeks masterpiece. It's yeah, a shame yeah. it was only out for a season. Yep. But yeah, uh, we've really gone off. The we rails have today. yes. We're, we apologize for that. Um, we'll blame COVID yep. for that. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so our last feature is this weekend, Lincoln. And I'm really hoping that one of my two co-hosts uh, <laughs> have something for that. Um, looking around my house. Uh, hello? Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Next Link- week, we're going to have a great This Week in Lincoln for you. Yes. Actually, I'm uh, going to come up with one right now, and that is actually 
all of our listeners, um, the ones who post the Facebook page all the time. Oh, there's got to be one on there. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. It's hard to find an example of Lincoln out of context when you don't leave your house. Yeah. And you can only, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're going to be like, oh, holy cow, look at that one. I usually I'm have not one. Allowed, I'm not allowed to be here right now, but. I apologize, Real Splitters. This last week has felt like it's been 20 years long. And. Indeed. Yeah, no crap. It's been really crazy. Um, again, so for the next few episodes, um, the hashtag This Week in Lincoln on Twitter, as well as on our Facebook page. Wow. We welcome suggestions for when oh. we just kind of get bogged down with life. I think I found there one from Jen Price. Did we yes. use this one? The History t- Nerd Rock All American Tour. Uh, and yes, like, we have used that one. We have. Oh shit! <laughs> Come on. You know what? It was good enough to use twice. Apparently. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, have you seen it, it, boys? Look at it. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That is solid. I like it. So it was so good, we were using it twice. There you go. All right. It's awesome. Yeah, so there we go. We've we've had so Jen, you get the this week in Lincoln twice. There you go. So the next time we will be more prepared, but I'm blaming COVID this time. I think our listeners will let it pass. I think so too. Yeah. So any parting thoughts, Nick or Jeremy? No, just no. Stay, practice uh, social distancing, um, and yeah, and come up with a routine. That's my advice. Routine mm-hmm. that will help the time go a little bit easier. I think I agree. Yep. If, if you can keep yep. your normal, like I've been keeping my normal routine, so I get up every day at around six. I do twenty minutes of yoga. I read. Go to work come back, read a little bit in the evening, go to bed at a decent time. I just keep my normal routine. I mean, outside, it's a different world. We can't do normal right now, but eventually we're going to get back to normal. And I think if we can say that, uh, you know, it's like if nothing huge happens, which it seems like something huge is happening right now, but if we can like, quote unquote, flatten the curve, as they're saying, you know, we're doing something right. And never forget that the most casualties in the Civil War, the biggest, most deadly battle of the Civil War was the battle against infectious disease. Mm-hmm. Killed way more people than any weapon or any battle. Um, of course, they didn't understand germs then. So out of respect so- to those people, practice social distancing. So, yes. yeah, I, I agree. And I think this is going to afford us a little bit more time to podcast, hopefully. So, yeah. Um, uh, we might have some more shows coming your way as we kind of get to this cabin fever remedy of podcasting. So, yep. So as always, Real Splitters, uh, thank you for listening and keep walking the world with malice toward none and with charity for all. And we will definitely see you next week. <laughs>